0: Welcome to the Sisterhood Better Together Podcast. I'm Tony. I'm here by myself today. And it's been a hot second since we put out a podcast. But I think we got all of our issues ironed out. Was having some equipment issues. I feel like we got those ironed out. Not all of our issues. I mean, don't we all have issues? I told that to my daughter one day. I'm like, you've got issues. She goes, I like my issues, but got our equipment issues ironed out. And here we are. Um, I just had a little something in my heart. I wanted to talk about with you today. I'm just picturing you sitting right across the table from me with your hot cup of coffee. I've got some tea and, um, we're going to talk about the tea that has to do with Hagar. I woke up the other day thinking about you girls, just praying for you. And I just kept thinking about Hagar. So I went back and read the story and I feel like God gave me a word to just encourage us today. And um, I'm just going to read it. And it's found in Genesis 16. Give me a second while we read this. And then we're going to dive into the, the encouraging word that I feel like God gave me just for you today. 16 verse 1, it starts with, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. I'm going to stop right there for just a second and just say this was standard practice back in that day. This is not something that we would do today. Not something we recommend doing today. I honestly don't think it was such a great idea back then, but um, it seems odd to us, but it was kind of a standard practice back then. But the fact that Abram agreed, like, I think he should have put up a little bit of a fight, but he didn't. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So we have Abram and Sarai. They obeyed the Lord and off they went and to a land that they didn't even know that God was going to give them. And he promised them the land and he promised them an heir and nothing is happening. And I think we've all been there at one point or another where God gave us a promise and, and we obeyed and we've prayed and we've done all the right things and nothing has happened. And we get into a desperate place and we take matters into our own hands. And that's what we see Sarai and Abram doing here, just taking matters into their own hands. They didn't want to wait on God. So they thought, you know what, let's do this our own way. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar. Verse four goes on. But when Hagar, oh, and, and she became pregnant. And when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress Sarai with contempt. So then Sarai said to Abram, this is all your fault. I think she forgot whose idea it was. I put my servant in your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. And so one of the reasons I think Hagar began to to treat her haughtily, um, is that before this happened, before Hagar came on in the scene and and she got pregnant by Abram, nobody knew who had the problem. Was it Abram that was having the problem or was it Sarai that was having the problem? But as soon as Hagar became pregnant, they knew that the, the problem didn't lie with Abram it was Sarai. She was the barren one. She was the one that couldn't conceive for him. And so it just brought all kinds of things to the forefront. And then Hagar began to treat her with contempt or began to treat her haughtily. And so Abram replied to her in verse six and said, look, she's your servant. Deal with her as you see fit. And then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. I don't blame her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. And the angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? And I love that he engaged her in conversation she was so desperate. She was so mistreated, and she was so discouraged that she ran away. And that's what she told him. She said, I'm running away from my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. And then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And so she has this encounter with what The word is saying here is an angel of the Lord, but it turns out to be the Lord. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means. God hears, for the Lord has heard your cry of distress. And so this good news comes to her. You're pregnant. You're going to have a son. You're going to give Abram the son that you want to give him. A son's going to open your womb, which was a big thing back then. And you're going to name him Ishmael, which means God hears because the Lord has heard your cry of distress. And I want you to put a pin in that. This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone and everyone will be against him. And yes, he will live in open hostility against all of his relatives. Not so good news there. And but verse 13 goes on to say thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord. So she knew who the Lord was. Obviously, she lived in Abram's house and knew the whole story of why they had left their land and where they were going and what God had promised. And so she knew something about God. And then she had an encounter with God, and says so she used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. And she said, I'm going to call you, you are the God who sees me. And in the Hebrew, that is El Roy, the God who sees me. She also said, have I truly seen the one who sees me? So that well, that spring of water that she was next to was named Bir Lahai Roy, which means well of the living one who sees me. It can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave Abram a son and Abram named him Ishmael. And Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. And I want to point out those two things. You're to name your son Ishmael, which means God hears, for the Lord has heard your cry of distress. And then I'm going to give you a new name, God. I'm going to call you the God who sees me. And then she said, have I truly seen the one who sees me? And so I woke up the other day thinking of Hagar and thinking of you and praying for you girls. He sees me. He's the one who sees me. He's the God who sees me. And there's some of you out there that you're in a desperate place and you're in a dark place and and maybe you've even been mistreated and feel like you're alone and hidden and just sitting by a well somewhere and there's no one seeing you. But the Bible says that the angel of the Lord found her, which meant he went looking for her. And she received that as knowing that God sees me. And I just was overwhelmed by this thought because it's not just you. Sometimes I find myself in a dark place, in a desperate place, and I feel hidden or all alone. And I need to know that God sees me. And then I wrote this down. He sees me. The one who sees all sees me. Girls, the one who sees everything sees me you he goes looking for you he finds you he chooses you he accepts you he loves you let it be a point of awe and wonder not just today but every day let us wake up in the morning and say he sees me let us go to bed at night and say oh i did not go unseen today the god who sees everything sees Me. It just brought me such awe and wonder. And every time I think of Hagar, and every time I start to slide down into a dark place or feel hidden or feel alone or abandoned or rejected or cast out and cast aside, Sarah treated her harshly on purpose because she didn't want her there. She was jealous of her. She didn't want her there. She wanted her gone. She regretted her plan and she wanted her gone. But in the midst of all of the mistreatment and the harshness, God appeared to her and she looked at him and said, you see me and was filled with awe and wonder and said, I've known you by a different name, but from now on, I'm going to call you the God who sees me. And so I just want you to know I'm praying for you today that he sees you, that you know that he sees you, that you feel seen that you feel wanted, that you feel accepted. The Bible says you're accepted in the beloved. You are the object of God's affection. You're the object of his attention and he sees you. You have value, you have worth, you have destiny, you have purpose and you might be sitting in your house all alone as an adult, but surrounded by kids and think, does he even see me here? Yes, he sees you there and the sacrifice that you're making to be alone and to raise those kids. And he sees you at work at your desk, feeling like you're not making a difference. He sees you in your car. He sees you over that kitchen sink. He sees you over the stove. He sees you right where you are. And he wants you to know he sees you he finds you, he loves you, he accepts you. You are his beloved that he has chosen and he wants you. And I just want to end with this. Psalm 9, verse 12 in the Passion Translation. And this is talking about God. It says, he tracks down killers and avenges bloodshed. That's like big picture God. Like he's always on the move bringing justice and, and, and doing those things. He tracks down killers and avenges bloodshed, but he will never forget the ones forgotten by others, hearing every one of their cries for justice. And I just want you to know today, you might feel forgotten, but God will never forget the ones who are forgotten by others. He hears every one of their cries for justice. Everything that you've prayed, everything that you've prayed and feel like, man, this didn't come to pass. I prayed and this didn't happen. I prayed and God didn't move. He's heard every one of those cries and there's no expiration date to your prayers. He's the God who sees you. The one who sees all sees you. And so next time you read about Hagar don't think, man, how did that happen? Or how could Sarah have done that? Let's take from this chapter something awe-inspiring that the one who was mistreated, the one who was cast down and rejected and cast aside by man was not rejected and cast out and cast aside by God. He was hunted down. (laughs) She was hunted down. He went looking for her because it says he found her. You don't find something if you're not looking for it. He tracked her down. He encouraged her. He gave her a promise to give her descendants. The one who sees all sees you, and he will never forget those who are forgotten, even if they're forgotten by others. He hears every one of your cries. So I just want to encourage you today and let you know, I love you. I'm praying for you. God loves you. He's on your side. He takes your part. He's among those who help you. And so thank you just for taking these few minutes to join us on the Sisterhood podcast today. And we invite you to come be a part of the Sisterhood here at the River Church, 4257 Todd Avenue, Northwest Warren, Ohio, 444.85. We have service on Sunday mornings at 830 and 11, where we gather together Wednesday nights at 7. And then uh, Sisterhood Meets on Monday nights at 715 at Panera on Elm Road, if you wanna join us for a time just to fellowship and and to talk about God and just to get to know your sisters. And we also meet on Tuesday mornings at 10 o'clock at the church in the Student Union and just have a fun time together. There's a Sisterhood that's here for you. You do not have to be alone. Let me just encourage you to connect because we're all about connection. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram at sisterhood.river. Check us out. Mark your calendars because we're having a big retreat again at Beulah Beach this year. We had to bump the dates back a little bit. Uh, Usually we have it earlier in September, but we had to bump it back a little bit. Uh, It's going to be September 28th through 30th, so mark your calendars for that. We love you girls. Don't forget, we are better together.